Ramos that I said we didn't get to this week. We have two more pieces to do from Rav Cook as I show what we're talking about. <coughs> we're talking about the strange reality that we're living in is that you could have one house and the same parents and you could have two kids that have that are so different it's like Mizrach Tamarav, but much further away than Mizrach Tamarav. And how how could such a thing be? And I mentioned this to you some months ago that I recall that my mother was upset uh, once when the kids were little about uh, how this child is acting and this child's behaving and sort of uh, is implying that there's something wrong with, the, with our parenting skills. Uh, mothers could c- do that. And... Uh, and uh, my response to that was that, how do you feel about the other kid? No, the other kid is unbelievable. We never saw such a, a well-behaved child. So that kid's got the same parents as the other one. It's the same parents. There's, you know, the, the, there are different children that have a different teva. And it's rooted in the session that we're having and, and what we're learning. Thank you. And what we're learning... Nishamas of Tohu and Nishamas of Tikkun. So that's the page. Again, we're, we're trying to <coughs> understand things on a deeper level. Uh, if you have this page that says on it, Nishamas shall Olam HaTohu. Right, so once I see that one person has it, I know the rest of you should have it that have been coming. Now we come to the new copy situation. Let's go. Once we understand the this, once we understand the root of the the root, I would I don't want to call it a problem, but the root of realities, so then we'll be able to address the particular issues regarding regarding kedusha, the universe at tzaddik, and so on. So look inside. This is taken. This is a piece from the Oros. The section is called Zerayim, and the Shamas shall olam hatohu. Now, some of you, while we're learning this, you might jump out of your seat. Those would probably be the people from Olam Atohu who will want to jump out of their seat because you're going to recognize yourself in, 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 in the piece that we're learning. So it's very easy, usually, if we, if we just would have a picture of what's going on and how people react when we learn these things, we get a sense of who's in the Olam Hatohu and who's in the Olam Atiku. Of course, we're all, we're all somewhat... So that also has to do with people who come in and come out and don't have their papers. It's part of that as well. It's all part of that. It's all part of that. Now they have all kinds of Roshetavis for everything, but this is where everything began. Everything began at the beginning. That's where everything began. But you, you know who you are, and you recognize yourselves, and it's, it's good. Because the beginning of the beginning of, of improving is, is self awareness and recognition. That's where everything starts. And we're not talking about good or bad. We're not talking about right or wrong. We're talking about something that Hashem has both made in the world and he has such unbelievable imagination. The Rabbi Shalom's imagination is infinite. And and so we're we're the beneficiaries and uh, and and uh, in a respectful way, the victims of of Akash Baruch's infinite wisdom because he knows exactly what what he wants from each of us. It's very hard to listen to Rav Kook. It's, it's so hard to read it. And to listen to it is, is near impossible. This section of the Aris, to my knowledge, has never been translated. 
And uh, I certainly can't do that. I'm just going to try to get a sense of what he's talking about. The piece from Arz HaKodesh that we'll do Mitzvah next week, which is, which is faster, that, that piece is easier to read. This happens to be not so easy, but it's very, very chashim. It's a historic, historic piece of, of, of Kuk. Ha-hadrocha ha these are midas, I was talking about Tamimus yesterday in Shul. These midas of Tom Viyosher. Tamimus, a straightforwardness, Yosher, an honesty, a certain, a certain way of life and a way of thinking and a way of living. Shmiras Hamidas Hatovas, a person who, who has midas tovos. Vachol Das Vidin, a person also is respectful of halacha, respectful of kol das v'din, halacha, normal, healthy, conventional behavior, and so on. Zahu inyan tahaluchos olam hatikon. All of that is the, are the pathways of what's called, and what we've been learning about, the olam hatikon. Because the olam hatikon, the olam hatikon is a world of Tom and Yosha, of Tamimus, of Yashus, of Midas Tovas, of a natural, a natural not only, uh, not only a natural agreement to abide by law and by halacha, but a need for seder. Those who come from the Olam Atikun thrive on order. They love seder. They love when things are on time. They love being on time. When things are not the seder, they're thrown very much off. Seder, Tom, Viosha, these are the simonim of the Olam Hatikun. An appreciation for halacha, an appreciation for law, and so on. V'chol ha'hisparchus mizeh, and any hisparchus mizeh, any violation, any breaking away, hisparchus is preachers, hisparchus. Ayad ish ben parzi means to break out. Chol hisparchus mizeh ben mitzad kalus das, kalus das, a person who does not, who is not weighed down in a healthy way by responsibility, <coughs> by Christ, by responsibility, but rather is a person of kalus das, again unpredictable and unstable. Vefkeres, vefkeres. Hefkeris, if a person doesn't have to be Hefkeris, doesn't have to mean any kind of a terrible, terrible, disgusting uh, thing. If a person that uh, he's never on time, he said, "I'm going to be someplace," he's not there, or he comes a half hour late, he doesn't see any need to apologize because he sees that as a normal thing. And if you say something and you say, "Hey, hey, what are you getting out of my case?" Say half hour is the big deal, you know, it's not such a big deal. With many, many more vechulus after that. As a kalus das and hefkeres, uben mitzad alias das v'hisayrus ruach elyon. But on the other hand, remember what we were talking about last week. When you see a person who, a person whose life is filled with these violations of seder and hefkeres, but on the other, and, and, and that same person is mitzad alias das, tremendous range of das of like flights of thought and creativity. And his is ruach elyon, and his is of ruach elyon, an awakening, a person who has strong, 
his oiris of ruach elyon of a ruach of a higher ruach, who meinian oilamatahu, meinian oilamatahu. They're much more exciting and fun to be with than the pure olamatikun types. Again, we're mixtures of both. The olamatahu people are, to a large extent, less reliable. There's more hefkeiras. There's more kalasdas. But at the same time, there's more hisoiris ruach elyon. It's mi'inyan oilamatohu. Ela sheyesh hefresh gadol bepratim shal oilamatohu atzmo o minuti oisav l'smol oliyamin. However, Rav Kook says that there's a very, very broad range in the oilamatohu itself. Now we can identify a person who is a who is a uh, uh, who's primarily uh, an oilamatohu individual. Again, that's not negative, but that's who he is. He's an oilamatohu type. In that type. Of the of a person who's an olamato, there there is a range from from small liyamin from left to right. That's not politics, but rather haidealistim hagedolim. Among the among the tohu chavra, there are people who are very idealistic, very very idealistic. They they want things. They want to fix the world. They want. They're very idealistic. Haidealistim. Hagadolim wrote in Beseda Yofavetov. They want, they feel the urgent need to that things should be Beseda Yofavetov. That things should be better. Things should be beautiful. Mutzak va'adir kaze she'ein ba'olim la dugma v'yisoid. In such a strong, they have such a strong and powerful need to see changes, to see their hopes, their visions, their dreams materialize. She'ein ba'olim la dugma v'yisoid. Alkein. Therefore, these people from the Olamato, the great idealists of the Olamato, hey maharsim esabonui. What does that mean? Maharsim esabonui. They destroy all that's presently built. They're not satisfied with it. They 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 are driven by an ideal, and they want to see that ideal. A little kid doesn't know what that means. They don't know how to understand that, but they're driven by something, and because of that. They destroy. They look at what is and they're not satisfied with it. They're not satisfied with it. It never meets, it doesn't meet their vision of what they know could be and they want to be. And therefore, Now, Now, the Mu'ulam of its Olamato, in other words, those of the higher, the, 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 the ones from the Olam HaToh, HaMu'ulam, the higher ones from that world of Tohu, Yodim Gam Livnos, as the Olam HaNeharas. Yeah, they will destroy whatever is built. They'll destroy. They'll destroy, they'll, they'll rebel against the parents. They'll rebel against the yeshiva. They'll destroy whatever you built. Because they don't see that as being the ultimate truth or the ultimate good what they're looking for in life, so they're prepared to destroy. The better ones, the ones that are more they also will get, they'll also get uh, set about to build to build what's destroyed. However, the gruim, the lower ones, Shanetia haidealis, hayoser alyona, nogavahem raknegia kolshi, where that inclination to idealism 
of the higher idealism, of having things better, more beautiful, and so on, has only touched them a little bit. But the energy of the Nefesh Bahamas, of the animal, of the Olamato, is very strong in them. But it has not become attached to an ideal, or just barely attached to some ideal. Hemrak mechablim umaharsim. Mechablim. You know what it means, a chablan? That they only terrorize. Terrorize and destroy and ruin. Terrorize and ruin. The me'ulam from the Olamatohu, they will destroy. But it's, it's, they're, they're doing that. They're doing that almanas livnos. It's almanas livnos. They're prepared to destroy everything. But it's almanas livnos. And some of the greatest people in history. Are, are members of that world of Tahu. So they will they will destroy. They will destroy. They they it's very hard for them to accept what's conventional when it doesn't meet their vision of what should be. They'll destroy. But it's Almanas Livnos. It's for the sake, for the for the purpose of, of building something which they believe is better. They can be totally wrong. That's not what we're talking about. But what they believe is, is better. On the other hand, those who are not idealistic from the Olamatohu, Hemrak Mechablim Umaharsim, or have some sort of a vague connection to something, but they, they are Mechablim Umaharsim. They terrorize and, and they destroy. Here it's not that there are Saiser, Lister, Almanas, Livnos. It's Lister, Lister, constantly con- contradicting and conflicting with people constantly in, in arguments and disagreements, rebellion, destroying, destroying. Everything is 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 mamish lister, to, to put down. Lister means to destroy, and it means to, to disagree. Vehem heim hamushroshim ba'olamatohu be'ercho hanishpal. And these are the ones who are rooted in the olamatohu, but the dark and ugly side of the raw world of Tohu without idealism. Without idealism. Now, of course, as parents, the, 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 the child from the Olam HaTohu is the one, that, of course, that causes the most aggravation and causes us to lose the most sleep. They also have the most potential. They have the greatest potential. But we feel totally unequipped to deal with them. Most of us feel totally inept to deal with that type of a child. And and it, especially since at the beginning, they don't have any ideals at all. So all you see, I was just talking to a parent this morning who said that he has a beautiful little boy and that you know, at the Shabbos table just start to tear up the tablecloth and throw things over. We had, I, I was always wondering about that because uh, years ago we used to have, uh, so we had all these balichuvah or potential balichuvah at the table and it was always amazing to me how they would you know, we'd get feedback that they had such a beautiful Shabbos at our table when, to my wife and I, it, it was most like about ducking and and it was it, it was like totally crazy. It was totally crazy. You know, kids fighting and carrying on and so on. So I guess it causes you to wonder what's out there in the world. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't know. People, I, I figure people are just so lonely. It's nice to see a family that sits at the table, even though even though they're throwing strawberries and pudding and stuff, but at least they're sitting at the same table doing it as opposed to, you know, being across the country somewhere. So the, 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 
the child, the child doesn't have any ideals at all. Our job as parents is, is can we take such, a, such an unbelievable tohu, a, a product of that world of tohu, mm-hmm. and can we find a way to, to connect him to something very, very beautiful, something very good? That's a very big challenge, because we all prefer to have the kid that's just tikkun, tikkun, tikkun. It's just, it's a machaya. It's low maintenance. We're busy with a million things. And since nowadays none of us want the kids to sit by a television or to sit looking at the, the stakes are too high and things are too crazy, we don't want them to sit on the, on the thing. It used to, be, used to be that they would just put the kid in front of it. Uh, you, you, you put the, uh, you, you the tohu kid in front of a television. And it's a shidduch, right? It's a shidduch. You know, he's just, he could put him in, he could live in the world of tohu through, through other people. He could live vicariously. You know, so he could, he's watching Superman and he's leaping tall buildings in a single bound, and he's uh, and he's watching uh, he's watching some uh, movie about about uh, World War Two, and he's you know he's 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 in Normandy you know, <laughs> he's he's fighting for the for the cause of of the uh, of, of, of freedom and, and but our kids don't have any of that stuff, they don't they don't see that stuff you know but they're not at least not legally, so they're not watching all these different things so they don't have this. They don't have all of that. Uh, they don't have that venue to be able to to enjoy uh, identifying with fellow members of the Olamato. Because when you're watching television, it's all like hey, these are, these are, this is my chaver. This is my chaver. Like you know, Batman and Robin, the Fantastic Four, the Incredible Hulk. You know, this is my chaver. This is my chaver. I, I remember as a kid, like my, my father once walked in and I had a towel I tied around my my neck. And, I, and there was a dresser. There was a dresser in my room, like this tall. And I was standing on top of my dresser, and my father just walked in, and I had a cape. You know, I had a cape. I didn't have an S. I couldn't get an S on or anything like that. But I had a cape. I was all set. And I was wearing my pajamas. I had a cape. And my father walked in. He looked at me. He said, "What are you doing? <laughs> just get down. What are you standing on top of that thing with a towel?" So I wanted to say, "Daddy, you think that I'm? You think that I'm? I'm, I'm Aishala? I'm not Aishala. I'm Superman. <laughs> you don't understand." who I am. You don't get me, right? You don't get me. So at least I had Superman to watch on television. So my father doesn't understand, but I could watch Superman. Superman understands me. We, we, have, this, we have something in common. He also is a superhero. And, he's, and he, he has to watch out for Krypton and all that stuff. You know, we come, whatever that was, Kryptonite. Right, Kryptonite. So we come from the, we come from the same, Superman and I come from the same planet. So there was something to be said for that as an outlet. That's why the people who think that the kids don't need any outlet are so wrong. It's such a terrible mistake to think that everybody is going to be able to sit by the by a safer for for hours and hours a day. It's such a terrible, terrible mistake. It's such a terrible, <laughs> crazy mistake. For, for the for the tikkun chaver who loves seder, they also can appreciate a blad gemara. They can appreciate the, the, the a blad gemara. And they could sit for hours. They could sit for hours, and uh, you know, they have their pencil cases, and they have everything. You know, their bags okay. You know, they're, 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 everything's next to them, and they have their, their locker is neat and stuff like that. It's it's work. It's okay, but for the but for the tov this is just this doesn't doesn't go like that. It just doesn't go. So when they don't have, especially as children, when they don't have that idealism, they haven't been hooked up to any deep and great ideal. They're not connected to any ideal. And you might try to appeal to them to say, 
this is very important that you that you brush your teeth. It's very important that you put your things away. That doesn't mean kihuzet to them. Not that they're being disrespectful. That doesn't it doesn't translate into anything lemaisa to them. It's very very hard to translate into something lemaisa. I mean, there can be there can be some sort of uh, uh, behavior modification to try to bring things along in a certain way, but it, it doesn't really register in a deep way. So when it's taken to the higher place, the Olamato, we have Jews who are prepared to knock down things, to destroy things that shouldn't be, that are wrong, and to build beautiful things and new beautiful things. We have unbelievable people. When it's not uh, the higher end of the Olamato, the lowest, lowest, lowest things. Neshamas de Tohu. Neshamas of Tohu are higher, are more exalted than Neshamas of Tikkun. They're much, much more prone, of course, to Pagam Habris. Much more prone to Pagam Habris, to damaging the bris of Yosef at Sadiq. They're much more prone to that. They're much more prone to to um, not being able to abide by the rules and regulations that separate guys and girls from an early age, and so on. They're much more prone to hispartsus, to pretzus, to breaking down walls and boundaries that separate, that have been set up by adults. They're much more prone to that. But they're gavos, man, and shamas, the tikkun, the higher than the shamas of tikkun. Gedolos hein ma'od. They're very great. They have great demands upon reality. They expect a lot from their parents. They expect a lot from the world. They have tremendous demands. They're seeking a lot from the world. They have big dreams. And they're big tivers. Big tivers. But the kalim are, are not strong. And the kalim, this is where Shavir Sakalim comes from, the shattering of the vessels. They don't have the kalim. Now, the kalim take time and education and training and working out emotionally, spiritually, even physically. <laughs> Their expectations of life are much greater than the kalim that can hold them. So that could translate into all kinds of taivas when it comes to eating, when it comes to the opposite sex, and so on. Tremendous, tremendous expectations and demands for Mitzvahs. But the Kalim, the Shomas of Tohu, Mavakshos are seeking tremendous light. Therefore, anything that is Mugbal, anything that is, has a limitation, that's Mugbal, that has borders and limits. Muktsav v'ne'erach. Same thing. Muktsav. That has a that that has a, a, a certain standard, a certain and ne'erach. Einan yecholos l'sayso. They they can't they can't bear. They can't bear. They can't stand. Hein yordu mimalosn mirachis anetiyah shel havaya lehivolid. We spoke about this a few weeks ago. That, that that world of Toh comes from the highest, highest place in all of the islands. 
and they descended from that from the infinite one himself in such a way. Then they come from that. We spoke about this. They come from that very first desire, kivyachol, of the infinite one to create. That's where they come from. The neshamas of Torah come from the highest point of the Creator, the highest point of desire, of raw desire, of that will to have a universe, the highest level of will. So Hashem, we don't even know what that means. Reisha <coughs> the the Reisha the unknowable beginning. They come. The neshamas of Torah come from the unknowable rotsn of Hashem that's higher than anything that the mind can comprehend. And that's where the these neshamas descended. And and they and they and then they find themselves like in a classroom. kishal heves v'nidachu. They were lifted up like a fire, like a flame, and then they were, then they were like covered with a, with a with a cup. The fire is like held back. They come from that fire, and then the fire is 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 being extinguished. Everybody around them is trying is trying to extinguish that fire. Sheifasan ha built these Their infinite sheifas, aspirations and desires and so on, lo tichla, just doesn't go away. Can't be extinguished. I mean, when you try very, very hard, they become very sick and unhealthy people. They become very sick. That's the piece with the piece that talks about how there's a, a tremendous need for that people have for sensational things, like to hear to hear something in the, in, in the news. Like there are people that they are always following the news. You know, it's a certain Indian, but not because uh, stamp. There's an there's something sensational to see something extraordinary, or to something different, something different. There's a need for stimulation. The shamans from the Elmato have a tremendous, tremendous need for stimulation. Since our generation is largely occupied. By Nishamas of Tohu, there's a tremendous, tremendous need for stimulation. It has to be satisfied. But the Pizasna talks about is let's try to teach our children to satisfy the need for stimulation in learning and in davening, that the davening should be a passionate davening, that the learning should be a learning where it's not only on the surface, but it should be pnimius, pnimius, lumbus, and pnimius. There was never such a generation that has such a need, even in learning. The need for lumdis to understand in the deepest way that our parents and grandparents they were happy they understood Chumash Rashi. They were happy they 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 learned the Gemara and they, and they touched the Gemara up in the right way. Not, you can get a kid; he's, he's like his first week in yeshiva. He wants to he wants to outlearn Rebbe Kivag. You understand? <laughs> he thinks he knows better than Rebbe Kivag. He's in yeshiva for a week. I see this all the time. You have a kid who went to yeshiva is like a Shana Aleph, and he, he already wants to be a Vels Lamdan. You know, he, he doesn't even have to spell the word Shana Aleph, but he wants to be a Lamdan already. Like he thinks he's a Lamdan. That our grandparents, our fathers and our grandfathers, that they they were happy. They learned and they touched up the they, they touched up the Gemara and they said this upshot in the Gemara. They didn't have it didn't have to be that they get to <clears throat> to the to the deepest pshat and to, to understand everything in such a way. It's a tremendous need for stimulation. That's why Rav Dessa, I mentioned in the past, that Rav Dessa said that Hashem's Baruch sent such people like Rav Chaim Brisker into the world. And Rav Tali Trap, these Rav Shimon Shkapel, these, and the alumnus of the Avni Nezer, and so on. That Just look at the books that are coming out, this from that are coming out. Your, your parents, well, depending how young you are, obviously, but certainly from my parents' generation, they, they have no interest in the kind of books that you and I are interested in. <coughs> 
like go to if you go to my father and say, Dad, this unbelievable book just came out, like on Kabbalah and psychology. <laughs> Kabbalah and psychology. The Beit Hamishigah, the, the Kabbalists are crazy, and the psychologists are crazy. My father's happy. He has his, he has his, he has his chumash, and he does his thing. And he has his gemara, he has his chumash, and he has his gemara. So, <clears throat> over the years, I brought many, many swarm that I have that I because I a lot of the stuff that I, I don't have room for, so I take to my parents' house. So my father has all these stu- this stuff on his shelves, like all, all my different things that he has on his shelves. So you know, he, 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 so he called me up because my parents were Hashem, they're moving to my sister in Farakway soon, hopefully. And uh, and my father says, "Come over and take away all of your things that you put over you. All the, when you have all these svarim over here." <laughs> so, so I tried to make it seem like you know they're, they're not all my svarim. You also have svarim, Dad. You know, so my father, I, I I know what my svarim, and I'm keeping my svarim. So my father has his gemaras, and, he, and these are the gemaras that I'm working on. This is the gemara that I'm working on. He has his, he has his chumash, and he has he likes the medrash rabba. So. A Gemara, a Chumash, and the Medrashah. What about the Meshiloach? <laughs> what about Bukhudimaran? It's not part of that world. And not to say that, 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 that if he would have been raised on, he wouldn't enjoy it, but he has such a Gishmak from Chumash. My father just loves the parasha. He loves the parasha. He doesn't have to go online to get any pages. He feels that Rashi was doing a good job. <laughs> my father, whenever I say with my father, said, did you see the Rashi? And he wants to talk about Rashi and the parasha. My father feels that Rashi, and it's the same Rashi, thank God, he's, he's looking at that same Rashi already, it must be for the 90th year of Leinhar. And, and, and he says, Rashi's... <laughs> nowadays, nowadays, there's such a need for stimulation Saying Gashmias and Rochnias and Rochnias also, because the, the generation is very heavily populated by Olamatohu, or a strong measure of Olamatohu, and therefore he says, She fast not built these cyphers like Tichla. He and Ms. Labshay's Bekalem Shonim. So these desires, these needs, becoming clothed in all kinds of different Kalem. But their desires, their aspirations, their longings are always more than what than the kalim that they have, or the, the kalim that are being offered to them. And because of this, what often happens to the chevra from the Ramato is that they have these big hopes, these big dreams and longings, and reality doesn't meet what they were hoping for. And then, they fall. They fall hard. <coughs> They fall very, very hard. They feel that they're imprisoned by laws. Every din, every halacha, every every traffic law. Is, you know, he wants to he wants to drive with his feet on the wheel and the window <laughs> open. You know, and those are extreme examples. <laughs> but but to one degree or another, to one degree or another, there's this need. Just to have my own rules, I have my own regulations. Rashihinaklos, they feel imprisoned by chukim, by laws. All of these outside rules and regulations are preventing me from being misrachev, 
I want to expand. And they're, and they're shrinking me. They're containing me. They're holding me back. Again, kids don't understand anything that's with the seichel at all. They don't understand it. But that's what you're going to see when you get home in Shemi after this year. That's what it is. Nimroimim ain't die. The heavens are not high enough for these people. Nimroimim ain't die. And because they can't get what they want, they don't even know what they want. They don't know what they want. When they get older, sometimes, again, with the idealism and other things, they can know what they want. When they're little, they don't know what they want. They just know they don't want to be, they don't want to be in prison. So what happens to them is that when they can't, when they're not allowed to take off, they can't go, they, they don't, and they don't even know where they want to go, they fall into depression. Suga tuga means despair. Depression. Biyeyush. Biyeyush. Terrible, terrible despair. Becharon. Rage. Anger. And then, oftentimes what happens, Hashem Yerachem, is when we talk Ketzef, and because of that anger, Beresha, they fall into wickedness. They slip into, into bed, bed with terrible things. Beresha, Bezodon, Beshiflus. I don't have to translate all these things, what they mean. Bekir, ugliness. Betiv, abomination, disgusting. Beherus, to destroy. Becholra, Becholra. A bacha that came to talk to me this past week. When he was, when he was 14 or 15, he had an Indian a little bit, uh, he was experimenting with, a, with a, a boy, another boy that was acting up with him, as it often happens. And that set him on a course. Well, now he's already 19, 20, and he's pretty much convinced that he's, that he's gay. He's pretty much convinced that he's gay. And talking to him, unfortunately, I have a lot of conversations with Hever about this, and talking to him, the impression that I have, and I'm not a professional at all, and I, and, and by any stretch of the imagination, but just because I, I talk to a lot of guys, the impression that I have is that because, especially taking into account the kind of family that he comes from, which is unbelievably rigid, unbelievably, it's like West Point, mamish, this kid, <laughs> very, very, very rigid, Sfardi, West Point. Uh, it's like Ashkenazi West Point plus you know what I'm saying? very very West Point very rigid that if his father ever knew that he had this natia, the father would mamish beat him up would kill him that's what he told me his father would kill him and when we when, when we were talking about the history of what brought you to this point where you now feel that this is who you are not that there's Natiya, not that there's a Yetzirah, but this is Mamash who you are. There's just not strong evidence that that's who he is. The evidence is leaning much more heavily to <coughs> a, a boy who is not able to ever, ever lift up, live up to his father's uh, rules and regulations, to a boy who was never, ever to, er, able to satisfy his parents with his grades, with his with his behavior and so on, whose whose siblings are, by his parents' description, wonderful and perfect, who who once heard from his mother that he came into the world because of an accident that happened, 
And the Chagadja, I think we could all understand where the Chagadja comes from. And even then, even then, I know this is politically incorrect, you're supposed to say, of course, this is wonderful, that's who you are, follow you. But he doesn't want to be that way. He wants to have a family, he wants to get married. He wants to have a beautiful Jewish life. He wants to live a beautiful Jewish life. And and he's in a place of such such yeyush, yeyush mamish. He feels there's no hope for him. There's no hope. He wants to have a family, because now he's getting to the age where he could buy a couple more years, but the, the time he's not, he's not a kid anymore. So many, many of the kids are slipping into that. Many more boys than girls are, are just falling into that. Kiyur and Tiyuv and Heyrus, Bechal Ra. You could come up with any pshat you like in Chumash, but the bottom line is that's called Tiyuv and Bechal Ra. We love them, they're Jews. It's not, God forbid, how we treat, we treat every Jew. No matter what the person is doing behind closed doors, that's not the issue. But the issue is his own future. He himself, he wants to get married. He wants to have a family. He said to me that if his parents would know this, they would force him to marry a girl anyway. They would force him to marry somebody anyway and, and forbid him from telling anybody. And he, and he said, I can never do such a thing to a girl. How can I do that to a girl? And he had this conversation. And I'm having these conversations. I'm having a lot of these conversations with him. From all different backgrounds. From all different, from the most chassidious to the most modern, these conversations. That's why if sometimes I don't get back to you the same day. Uh, <laughs> I, I want you to know I'm not playing tennis, I promise. <laughs> These kind of things. I'd rather talk to you about, uh, about other stuff, but this is, there's a lot of this going on. There's a lot of this going on. It's unbelievable. Crosses over all of the boundaries. It doesn't make a difference what type of yarmulke. It doesn't. All from all different backgrounds. That certainly that certainly contributes to it, because 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 in the past, it doesn't it doesn't solve, it doesn't answer the underlying problem because that kid should not be in Gullis in his own house. The Gullis is bad, but when you're when you come into your house, you should be out of Gullis. That's that's our concern. We can't change we can't change the world. But our homes, we could try to make that when my kid comes to my house, he feels a shtickle ghoul, you know what I'm saying? I can't change the world. You know, there are people who want to do that. So they're going to change. It's a found. The technology, all this stuff, it's getting worse. You can't, you can't. The goal is terrible. Of course, it, it compounds everything. Not only that, because then they see a million things that says this is fine, this is good, everything's right, you're perfect, and the way you are, and so on and so forth. And you don't have to change, nothing is wrong. Of course, the goals is terrible, but we're talking about offsetting that. What can we do to protect our children that when they're in goals, that somehow, somehow they're able to survive as healthy young men? That's, that's the best we could do. We can't change the goals. Tesisa means the boiling, the bubbling inside of them. It doesn't quiet down. It doesn't quiet down. So now they came up with a new thing. You medicate them. This is an Einfeld of modern times. You just medicate the kid. So they're taking they're taking seven year old kids. 
mostly boys, and they're just in, they're just injecting them with stuff, injecting bad stuff. It's bad stuff. It's very unhealthy. Again, I don't know I don't know the medical thing, but people who know that stuff have told me this is bad stuff <coughs> because the kid's not going to function in the classroom. He's making the parents uh, one or the other. Sometimes both parents and it's either bad in school and at home, or, or they choose one over the other, whatever. But the kid's not the kid's not behaving like he's not sitting behaving. He's not sitting in his chair or something. He's not performing in school. He's not whatever it is, and uh, and the parents are nervous. What's going to be with my kid? He's got to stay. He's got to be in school. So at some point, somebody tells him, "Well, you know, he's going to have to uh, take. Uh, he's going to have to have some soul after he's seven years old. What are you going to do? You don't want to, he's going to get thrown out of school. So you got to give him stuff." You're putting, you're putting poison into the into these children's bodies. They they never needed it. Now you could say the easiest thing is to say, well, everything has changed, so now everybody has bigger problems. I, a hundred years ago, the kid would have been playing on a farm someplace, and he wouldn't have had to have any antidepressants. He would have he would have just enjoyed the uh, riding a horse or something, and and feeding the chickens, and to learn some shnayis and to to daven and a minion and so on. But now he's got to sit in the classroom, so. It's like you strap him down to a table, and you, it's like Frankenstein. And you just shoot him up. And that's the that's the easiest terrorist. And then everybody's so happy. Oh, look, Maishi's he's doing so well. Maishi's doing great, isn't he? It's not Maishi. It's somebody else. It's not the kid. It's not the kid that you gave birth to. It's somebody else. It's somebody that you made in a laboratory with a, with some concoction that some some uh, good intention professor put together. So you have this uh, cocktail that this little kid is taking, and now he's behaving in school, but he's ice man, he's not a human being anymore. The, moderate, the, more, the better they get at it, the, may, the more they're able to hide that and make it look like the kid is regular and well-adjusted, when the truth is that he's being tampered with in a very deep way, in a very, very terrible way. He's, his mind is being tampered with, his body is being tampered with. Not that I don't recognize the benefits of these things. Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes there's no choice. Save a kid's life. You can save a kid's life. Also, I'm not saying God forbid that there's no need for it, but it's, it's mamish way beyond the sheer. It's because of our inability to deal with the shamas of Torah, our unwillingness to to face that and to know how to contend with that. So, what happens to them? It doesn't quiet down. It comes out. These are the people who they azepanim of the generation, the most chutzpahic people of the generation, the biggest, biggest chutzpah, the biggest mechutzaf, the biggest azepanim of the generation, <coughs> come out from that world of Torah. Just one more sentence. Harishoyim bale haprincipim. Turn over the page. Who are the who are the biggest who are the biggest rishoyim? The principled rishoyim. I mean. The Rishayim who have a cause. Whoa. It's one thing if you stand a Ville Dement, you're wild. But when you're, when you're, when you're a Russian and you have a cause of riches, so then, then, you know, then you're talking about final solutions and stuff like that. That's not Stam. Uh, troublemaker. Ha-poishim lahachis. Poishim. Rishayim poishim lahachis. For the sake of evil, v'loyla teovah. Not it's it's way beyond the taiva. It's way beyond a need or a sheifa. It's it's principled evil. Uvachalzos nishmosam gavoha maod. 
you should know that these souls are from a very, very high place. We're talking about, we're talking about Jews now. We're not going into the area of non-Jews. From the lights of Toh. Hashem should help us to know what to do with these lights, and we'll continue to try to finish this piece on the next piece from Avkuk, which is much shorter, next week.